0: We're banged up, we're just straight up uh, down a wing, Raf still can't talk, yet <laughs> we have arrived, we're here because I have a hot take that was changed to ADCC, we're going to get to some record stuff, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting way easier from outside the cage, I'm your host, Kevin, with me of course, Rafa Esparza, Raf, how you doing, just blink for the
1: listeners, if you're okay. I can't even do a bit. I, I can't do it. Like, I have no... You got register. no range. No, I can't do my Michael Winslow uh, sound effects. I'm good. The voice is still... We're working on it. We're drinking some honey and tea a lot. Um, but I think you remember these kind of things very vividly from speech. Oh, yeah. In
0: my many days doing rock and roll casually and... and nope, just casually. I... You're down to voice Raph had COVID. He survived. If you saw the ADCC coverage over at the grappling hour, which I assume you did because it was must watch TV, you will notice Raph was absent and I dropped by for a bit. You did. Thank you. I made a few comments on the air before I get to my stunning revelation that is Mm -hmm. very much Gordon Ryan related, a little bit of an apology from me, a little bit of a hot take. I got rotator cuff surgery. Mm-hmm. And I can't do basic shit like buttons on my clothes. They asked me when I was like, when you come back to work? I was like, when I can do buttons confidently. You don't want to be in an emergency where you're only like
1: 30% able to do buttons. Not at this age. I what has been the most annoying limitation so far? Sleep,
0: particularly. Oh, no, I should say the one I tell everyone being able to pick up my son. Uh, But sleep. So (laughs) there's a fine line between – my wife has to do all of the carrying right now. He's in the – I think we celebrated this either privately or on air. I'm not sure. But he's in the 96th percentile from a BMI perspective. He is a bowling ball. He's not particularly tall, but he is particularly chunky. And I've never been prouder of someone that ate their way there fast. He's like, he's an early achiever. He came in – I am working without one arm right now. My left arm where the rotator cuff hole was, which, Raph, I've been doing jiu for the better part of nine years with uh, some part of a rotator cuff tear. Yeah,
1: that has always concerned me because uh, you kind of need that to do things. I could have been a Rotolo. I don't know.
0: Uh, I could have been... <laughs> uh, <laughs> A slightly more in-shape version of Cyborg? well uh, no, we're still not there. You know what? I'll workshop that one. But learning this, I've gotten a lot of comments like, well, does it give you respect for people that are you know, working as well? It's like, sure, but they're better people than I am. Rap, I'm not a good person. So I've got it. To- I need the stuff. I need the help. Are you ready to talk ADCC? Because I guess should we get Bo Nickel out of the way? Yeah, bro. We don't have much on it other than, you know how I knew he had signed with the UFC? Well, before I saw that, I just saw so many fighters calling
1: him out. Why is he such a payday? Okay. So the week before he was in his second appearance on the Dana White Contender Series, he was talking about what it meant to be a professional and how he's going to bring professionalism back into MMA. And then the minute he got in, he's like, suck it, bitches. I'm never going to be on the prelims or I'll retire. You guys are clowns. Yeah, I buy my hype. What of it? So it went from a very strange thing. Now, here's the thing. He's very talented. No one disputes that. No one disputes the fact that this kid has a very bright future uh, for himself in the UFC. Now – what he's doing is he is playing the personality game and more power to him. That, that's a entirely way to go. Like it's perfectly fine. The one limitation I would say, though, is uh, trying to say you're not a prelim fighter and that if you're ever on prelims, you might as well retire. Well, they did give him a first fight. Guess where it's going to be, Kevin?
0: I really hope it's the main card, because I kind of agree with him. When 18 fighters call you out within 27 seconds of a press conference, you are fucking over prelims. I'm on his side, but
1: is it on the prelim card? It is on the prelims. (laughs) That's
0: the UFC. UFC's like, you're the next hype. Absolutely. Madison Square Garden. But first, uh, we have you out in Reno,
1: Nevada, on the early stage of an eight-person card that no one's going to recognize. You know, I haven't done this impression. I don't know what the range of my voice is still. I mean, you guys can hear it. It's not 100%. But I imagined a certain person's reaction, and I want to see if I have that register yet. Is, so. Is this UFC president Dana White? It is. Yeah. It is. You could probably do Dana White. Right? He's a horse half the
0: time. He's another guy. <laughs> it's like he yells casually and professionally. So this is
1: Dana White uh, overhearing that. Uh, new kid genius, will not be on the prelims. The fuck did he just say? Oh, <laughs> it is not there. Damn, I was hoping <laughs> that it would be there. you know what? It's no, that,
0: but you were right. That's what he said. And then he must have looked to the next room and been like, put that fucker on the prelim. You so put
1: he, that dumb fuck on the fucking prelims right now. You tell put that bleached
0: hair idiot, he's going to fight when I tell him to can fight. And then he was like, don't tell him I said that. Everybody delete that publicly. I don't know. Bo Nickel, for everyone, maybe those, everyone knows, right? He was a Penn State collegiate badass. One of the best college wrestlers. And now has transitioned to MMA, which is the second best wrestling story I've heard this week, Raph. The first one came for you that Daniel Cormier is leaving my UFC life and headed over to the WWE. Well, he's probably not leaving, but he's making an appearance. Hey, anything that distracts him, I'm in. Let's get him out of here. Let's keep keep the transition. That sounds good. Bo Nickel, I'm riding the hype train, by the way. I'm going to be betting him pretty aggressively in this next fight because it just feels like whenever you see someone who is naturally redheaded choose an alternate color, they're a strategic person. So I'm I'm ready. And that was shots fired at the Redhead community.
1: They they heard it and I don't think they care.
0: When's he fighting? When's the card? Let's I think that. it's December. Oh shit. Okay. So <laughs> I the first thing that comes up as I'm looking at Bo Nickel is Sean O'Malley advises Bo Nickel to trust the ride. UFC is going to say, Sean, shut up. No one wants your advice on this particular situation. Kids trying to be a star now. Be retired by uh give or take a few more years so he can roll. He's 26. He lives out in Rifle, Colorado. He wants spend his 30s like Tim Kennedy. Not uh well, not like uh you. <laughs> so we'll see how it goes. Bo nickel next champ, ref. I'm in. I need to get his rash card. I do want to transition us. I want to okay. go. I was gonna ask you eight more bone nickel questions, but I'm gonna mm. stop. I don't, does he do jujitsu? Wait, hey, fuck it. Wait, I want let's skip. I said something on air. We were talking about specifically Gordon's performances during the ADCC event, which was just a few weeks ago. I have uh, results I'm staring at. Raff will take us through some of the broad strokes because I have, at best, 22 more minutes before I have to ice. And then I turned into a diva. There were unbelievable storylines. I mentioned that Gordon Ryan was not the best ADCC grappler In history, not even close. I was really adamant about it. I was like, we'll see how he does this weekend. (laughs) Ref, I would now like to change my opinion. Okay. Presumably Gordon is under, and I'll press you about this later, but some form, maybe not. Maybe the answer is there's no steroid testing for him. He's never done IBJJF, really. So since that choice would keep him out of even their non-rigorous testing that's flagged a few people like Felipe Pena in the past. I am prepared now to change my stance and acquiesce Mm -hmm. despite my maybe at times personal differences about the things he says and the way he chooses to be grappler pound for pound best grappler ever in ADCC seems like a pretty clear yes now and that is my new stance
1: over Marcelo
0: Holy shit! What Gordon Ryan is doing at a time where it's hard to do it. Yeah, I don't remember seeing Marcelo kind of be able to hop around weights like that and do what was done. Now multiple, multiple times in a row with qualifiers. It's just the way he's doing it too. Yeah, this was submission, 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 pure dominance plus ninety nine kilograms, which it's difficult place to fight never more difficult than now
1: just walked right through that division uh i mean listen there's no denying how good he is or that he is the best of this era in no gi we have to always say that because you know the whole gay thing um here's what i would say though there's something that's very strange in terms of whenever we use the michael jordan of our sport and not that Michael Jordan wasn't confident, I guess we can say, about his abilities. But Michael Jordan never had to spend time on his Twitter telling people he was the greatest of all time. Like we just kind of saw it and said like, nah, that dude's kind of the goat. And with Gordon, it's like, hey, I don't know about uh, Hodger Gracie. Well, actually, Hodger uh, never did things like this. And if you – and you think about that phraseology and you just go, I think – We're in an era where you have to create conversation by saying goat, whereas we don't really have anything else to talk about because it doesn't look like there are any other people who could be a current contender. That doesn't mean that they don't exist. It just means that we don't see it right now. But there's always somebody who comes because before Gordon came, you wouldn't have seen him coming. You would have thought that Gary was going to be the heir apparent. You know, the guy who's going to take us into the most exciting, even if he couldn't necessarily beat JT Torres. Do you know he, where Gary was, is? What's he doing? So Gary competed day one, but he was eliminated. Oh, shit. In the very first round as a very, very competitive uh, match. And it was a big surprise, big shock. And he was the number one seed. Who did he lose to? I believe a gentleman by the name of... Not someone who went on to win, I guess, is the point. No. Okay. Sorry.
0: (laughs) There's things. uh, Yeah, I missed some. Look, people, we got shit going on. But it was
1: was a very interesting match. And, you know, Gary still tried to put on a very fun match. And uh, it was after the fact that I had somebody tell me that he was affected by the weight cut because he went down to 66. And they said, I guess he had an IV that he had to put in. I was like, oh, I didn't even know that. He does not want any part of the PJ Barch size
0: difference at the 77 kg. What is going on with the 77 kgers? Oh no! Oh no! Really? That that was the takeaway I watched, where it was like some jacked people
1: at this tournament. Yeah, I mean it's scary in every division at this point. Yeah. Geo, whole crowd.
0: Any? I was pretty impressed with what I've been able to peruse back through and what i caught live gordon also beats up on andre galval yeah just uh rear naked choke was already really in control of the match and props to i always like watching andre fight just fun either he
1: looks well don't forget andre started the match by the slap kind of collar ties that he was doing to try and get some street cred back some minor payback after he apologized for getting hit
0: yeah he does he should be trying to do that but it is a it's an yeah it's a tough world for me because as Mm. the crowd might know i'm not the biggest gordon fan for the aforementioned reasons but just goddamn i do want to do some honorable mentions here okay the Hubero clan that showed up Yes. We've got Shanji. We've got. <laughs> I like that they retired together. I told you I was really upset during the 18 hour Hall of Fame ceremony that they didn't wait to do the Barrow Brothers together. I just. It really feels like we should do them together. Anyway. Rafael Lovato shows up, shows out, gets uh, eliminated, but makes it pretty far. Same with Shanji. Cyborg's still doing stuff. Now, you know, you got. His arm nearly ripped off by a giant. That'll happen to anybody. And it was just, I thought, a good showing from uh, the old guard, which is our guard, and the people we grew up watching, admiring, especially during their youth, but are now maybe a little past that and, and certainly have put the fight miles in. Good God. Pretty impressive for the
1: old crew. It was really hard to watch day two without my full voice. Because there were some interesting things happening, so this is kind of my way to circle back and say a few observations that I did have. I mean, especially during day one, I did lose it midway through. Um, But I would say standout kind of things to me, yeah, Lovato made it to semis, dude. Like, that's still really impressive considering how long he's been in this and for his age and for the caliber of opponents that he was still really competitive or beating. So that's really cool. Um, this whole notion that I did see uh, throughout, which is, you know, it was nice to see elements of the production get better. Um, we're still a means away from a lot of stuff, but there was a lot of pros that we could see. Um, if I'm guessing, I think it sold somewhere in the region of about 9 to 10K. I don't know that it's 12 that they were advertising just based on jelly bean math. Would love to see receipts. They do not provide them. So you always have to take the word of a promoter and I would tell you that's not always accurate. But again, would love to see it because that would be factual as opposed to promoter speak. (laughs) What I can tell you is that When people listen to this show, and if they ever get the concept or misconception that we're not fans, we are. And I wouldn't even go as far as to call us haters. There are definitely other podcasts that do that. What we do notice, though, are things that should be improved. And if you can hear what we're saying, it tends to be constructive criticism in the sense of, hey, maybe that wasn't the best choice, and here's our reasons why. I think I am willing to die on the hill of – For the love of God, don't put the Hall of Fame there. (laughs) Kevin alluded to it. It was the nice version. I'm going to just clearly say it. What the fuck are we doing? The Pro Bowl even was like, you know what? Not worth it. We're not going to do it a week before. It's a waste of time. The NFL says in all of their infinite wisdom, we have 20, 30 million people watching on a weekly basis. At the end of the year for our big Super Bowl, over 100 million people. You know what we shouldn't do? stop after the halftime show and then give you the pro hall of fame right then and there, because it's conceptually a programming misfire. I don't care how many friends you have. I don't care how connected you are. I know you're trying to give the history of the sport. It does not work and it kills the momentum. And yes, it might give the athletes a little bit of a break. Sure. It does give you time to organize things in the back. Okay, cool. How many people are you inducting? Oh, half of jujitsu. Cool story. Kev,
0: correct what, me if I'm wrong. What's
1: the f- criteria, by Was the way? It it's like how did some to of these people, people – That they fucking inducted yeah, that I,
0: day. I don't remember. I wasn't able to count that many chairs due to uh, my screen size, not allowing it. it that, they zoomed out, and Kenny <coughs> Florian had a
1: book of people to introduce. And the thing is, if you're talking about doing it from a historical sense, it dilutes the product if they all have to speak. And they look at each other like, oh, it's not six of us speaking. It's 15. This is going to go on for a while, huh? From a programming standpoint, as somebody who works in TV, failure. And I just want to point this out. I know we keep talking about this women's needs, more uh, weight categories, and they're like, I had one person who goes, I mean, but Raf, isn't the show long enough? And I was like, I will watch 100 women's matches. You can you give me an hour of new women's weight categories? Absolutely. Right. Are you kidding? Right. And – we're still not even at 16 women Minus 60
0: plus 60? Go fuck yourselves. No, There's no, enough no, Cav, women the grapplers in the are world. Officially,
1: and I don't know that people know this, it's either uh, under 60 kg. Or over, yeah. Or, oops, you have to fight Gabby Garcia. Those are your options. It's ridiculous. Those are 2 weight
0: classes. Because they're acting as though there are not enough grapplers in the world. And before someone's like, well, wait, look at just Trout. Shut up. Because trials is a new thing they had to create after all of the things that were going down with, you know, the amount of grapplers that were increasing in the early days. They just invited good grapplers. There's a little bit of trials, not like it is now. And there is a ton of invites that are given. You could easily expand the divisions. You know, you could. And now you're firing me up because it's like I would have much rather watched that. than. And if you go back to the live broadcast, you'll hear my more unedited thoughts. Which are pretty much, I think I might die here. Is this what I'll be doing for the rest of my life? Watching Kenny Florian talk about people he kind of knows? Mm-hmm. Why was this the year Marcelo got in? Right? There's just no explanation whatsoever. It doesn't mean anything. And ref, how fucking long is the best picture for Oscars? Oh how long God. do you get? The whole the whole speech to nuts. Five minutes? At, at most. I we mean We spent Nine minutes on one of the Mendez brothers. Yep. That's my point. That's, if you're just looking, let's talk about the Oscars and how we treat some of the best. It was too long for an award
1: show. And let's be clear. I know we love to give the Oscars shit because, you know, it's self-indulgent. And it's just people giving awards to people in that self-indulgent way. The Will Smith Award goes to Andre Galva. (laughs) However... Same. Just think about it, though. Okay, take a second. I'm not saying these people don't deserve it. I'm just saying none of these people gave up speech that would be as good as anybody on the Oscars, and they use the same format, which is, "Hey guys, I've had a crazy career, inspiration, jujitsu, yay!" And if everybody hits those same notes, I think we can be a little critical in saying. The variety of the speeches were not great, but we can improve that. Some of us are speechwriters on this show. Actually, wait. Yeah, Just checked us. it. Yeah. Actually, 100% Verbal of the people on the is show. Like, no, you, yeah, give yep. the stat. We, we, we do have it. 100% of the people on the show uh, are speechwriters, so we know how to pull it out of people. But what I'm telling you is, from a standpoint of a television producing thing, It was a waste of time, especially when that thing was going over time. We're still not even at absolutes. We're all just praying for this thing to move a little bit faster. And you know what? Fuck it. Even do a third day. I don't even care. It's just trying to cram that in from a producing standpoint is absurd. I cannot think of any other sport that would do it like this and that people would stay. So whenever they talk about ratings and whatnot, I know Kevin's like, ooh, you heard my unfiltered thoughts on that show that he did uh, for My Fight Companion. True. You know what you didn't see? Me pulling my hair out off camera trying to produce this show thinking, I think Kevin's going to leave. Fuck. <laughs> if Kevin leaves, I don't know if I have a host. And God bless Dane and you and everybody who stuck it out because – y'all could have left and you didn't so you definitely did me a solid that day it would be cooler
0: if they gave at the event awards like it would be cooler if they waited until before they were like we want to give it a few hours after the ab- whatever absolute whatever. give best takedown give best <laughs> best rash guard whatever you would fucking do just why the Look, I love Marcel Garcia as much as anyone. In fact, prior to that, I had already been waxing poetically about his brilliance, and he was the best ADCC superstar prior to what happened and transpired. I'm allowed to change my opinion based off of a lot more fights, and ADCC won tournaments a lot more fights. This is uh, one of the weirdest things I've ever seen them do. It's Raf. I'm going to say I thought that that— Was it in China? When the weird mm-hmm. dancing started. Yep. Yep. Okay. I prefer that because I didn't know Damn. what was going on. And I was like watching it at four in the morning <laughs> thinking, I think I've fallen asleep and I'm having some sort of dream that Ghostbusters has taken over ADCC. No, no, no. That was just the local community welcoming us. Loved it compared to this self aggrandizing weekend though. Cause uh, one more petty note, mm.
1: getting your black belt, at the ADCC, okay, okay, I I don't hate it in terms of JT giving Mo his black belt. JT can do whatever he wants.
0: Uh,
1: I hate I it. would say <laughs> no 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 no. <laughs> no hold I want to be super clear. I mean, let me get it through this because I think way. your may, your hate may be different than <laughs> my appreciation. Mm, not even nope nope. No, uh, your ca- your condoning
0: of it happening.
1: No, okay. Kev. I I want to remind you my voice is not at to full speed so I'm struggling to make sure that I, I word this exactly the way it needs Versus to be. Versus mine is dad voice everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the the thought I had and it's just optics. So take this for what you will. Is that it did kind of appear that Mo through a black belt party that featured a hall of fame. I'm not saying that's what it was. I'm not saying he told JT to give him his black belt, though. I mean, you know, it's a possibility. I'll put it out there. Just saying. it's we a thought. We don't know that it didn't happen. Don't know. Can't prove it did or didn't. I guess that's a good way to put that. However, from the optics standpoint, when we've all sat through a very long winded thing that took too long to produce, And the end beat was, and here's your black belt. And all the legends come over and say like, hey, yay, you. I thought, oh, no. God, it's just such a bad end beat to go out on because it seems like. Wait, was this just for you? Was this a secret birthday party for you? That's it. Now, again, you probably did. I don't know. I can't prove any of this stuff. I'll just give you the uh, the assumption that, yeah, maybe you didn't tell JT to do it. Maybe you did. But it just didn't look good when at the very end of celebrating the best in our sport and saying it has a purpose of educating the future. The, the last image we all saw was, oh, right, but here's my black belt. So that's all. I'm just letting you know. Again, optics, we're good at those things. My thoughts, Kevin, what were you going to say? Um, I forgot where I even started. Well, you were saying that you just didn't like it. And I was trying to at least qualify. why. Yeah, I was
0: trying to give you the respectfully. Yeah, no, let me. I'll be happy to put a bow on that. No, you run the event self-aggrandizing hard shut, hard stop. Don't want it. It feels a little like. And not having my black belt. Maybe there's a small part, but I fucking love the way Joe Rogan got his just on a random night in his training studio where he then got to give a speech. Not in the middle of one of his many shows or productions or comedy things or podcasts where Eddie stops by. Guess what? There's an authenticity that's missing from this. and That's why I hate it if you thought it would be a fun time to stop and do it, it's just, that doesn't sound right. Cause getting your black belt, is such a personal achievement and ADCC is such a professional event. So that's where it s- sort of skirts that
1: mixing of don't like it. Can I tell you one similar example that like popped into my head? As you said it, you, you brought up the Oscars, very funny story a few years ago. And this happens every once in a while. The guy who was directing the Emmys had also directed the Oscars. He was up for an Emmy for directing the Oscars. So when they cut to him, he's in the control, like the booth, actually telling people cut three, cut four. Thank you. Like people are applauding for him. He wins when he wins the award that's voted on by a body, not randomly given at a random convenient time. He literally got the award, looked at everybody, gave a short speech, maybe 30 seconds at most. But because he's also the director and can easily give himself more time to talk, (laughs) literally just goes, yeah, this is really special. I want to thank my team. This was such a nice honor. It's so great that the Academy voted for us. And uh, cut three, thank you so much, and have a good one. Cut four. And literally zooms out on himself. (laughs) That, to me, is at least somebody who's like – ugh, I have to do this. And yeah, maybe on the inside, really feeling himself and showing off, but also didn't do the thing of giving himself something special more than everybody else. So I'm just saying there are examples of people getting things and who can ever forget the 2019 everybody walks out, holds hands, hoists them high in the air for zero reason. So I'm just saying... If the president of the Hollywood Foreign Press had
0: mm. the take the opportunity to bring his daughter out, who was going to give him dad of the year, to me it's like yeah, <laughs> oh, it's, it's like okay, I guess you could have done it this way. <laughs> Do you want to? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. let these be two. One massive. Uh, the black belt thing's a petty thing. The 18-hour Hall of Fame ceremony was an egregious sin against anyone who purchased or was trying to watch this event. That was bad. I would have rather seen Gary with a guitar trying things out and been like, oh, he's there. That's what happened. Maybe interviewing some fighters at lost day one What? I've thought of four better ideas than a two-hour self-aggrandizing Hall of Fame ceremony for a Hall of Fame no one gives a fuck about. That's my other deep no cares on the ADCC Hall of Fame. Just not something we talk about, you know? If you want to make it special, make it two spots, not 18.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe now that they've done this, there'll be a process and it'll be five, three, four years. They're going to let uh, let a
0: Mendez brother in. Were they 34 or 38? Like my age. It just was weird. (laughs) That was weird. There's there no rhyme or reason. Like, I'm glad Kitty Florian's here, though. That's what. That's, yeah. That was the fun part. Other honorable mentions. I want to go through some winners. You speak to what spoke to you. Yes. Yuri Samoz wins the absolute. Good for him. Coming I, out I with don't... a lot of bravada. Beat yeah. Nicholas Marigali with a Tyra Tolo, which is insane. Yes. In the bronze. Yeah.
1: Um, Yuri versus Gordon. Uh, okay. It'll be interesting to see what Yuri does in this time. He's supposed to be fighting, I believe. Oh, by the way, we didn't even talk about this. Gordon Ryan in the worst trade history deal of all time. <laughs> no longer signed with one FC. Ooh, okay. But guess what? How many super matches or fights did he have in one FC? zero the answer is zero yeah so
0: cool they, they're hemorrhaging money too i saw that yeah gordon it's ryan wins the 99 kilograms he beat the shit out of nicky rod which no no shit by the way this was an unfair matchup i don't i don't know you can claim that in the gold medal match of an acc round but raf doesn't it feel okay you've got mm. your black belt you're just crushing it You're doing absolute worlds. You show up championship and you walk in and it's John King Evans standing across from you. You're fucked. I'd I'd hate that. You're fucked. He created your game. Yeah. To this day, Andrew would destroy me in seconds. Gordon uh, trained Nicky Rod from a pup. It's not happening. Beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Canyon Duarte best thighs in the game. Beat up second best thighs in the game. Craig Jones. Uh, That has less to do with uh, Duarte being
1: really good. I
0: watched that match. That match sucked. Yeah, that was Duarte (laughs) keeping
1: Jones at bay. Than it does Craig Jones just being perpetually second. Now, the interesting thing is Craig, and this is where we do need to talk about ADCC rule sets. I get that they are the best, but sometimes they can be the worst. Where Craig could have won based off of negatives. I Actually,
0: that was my favorite part. We had to do a rules check halfway through that match because it was like, can you win if someone just sucks? And the answer is, you can He almost got it, by the way, um, very end. And I think George maybe got like a point or something. So, yeah, I think he ended up passing at the very end. I would have rather seen Jones and Marigali fighting that one out. Yeah. Juan Carlo Bodini. Easily my favorite. Him and Cade. But Juan Carlo beat Lucas Barbosa. He did. Hey, he's Wagner, very old guy. Sorry, old guy. Kudos to
1: Wagner. Go ahead. Yep. Uh, uh probably one of the happiest I was for this whole tournament. Dude's yeah, a beast. He's really, yeah. Yeah, you know that crew. Yeah, he's really good. He's um, pretty chill. And I had asked him last year what it would mean to him. And uh, seeing him be able to get it. Super dope! So happy for him. One Rutolo. Cade coming up, oh, winning the thing. That kid, East. unreal. Yeah. He has a
0: he has a Gordon like trajectory with his game. Absolutely, because he's young, right? Twenty, twenty one, uh, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, and well, he and Ty, which is the best. That part yeah. of, I do like that. There's the twins on there. That's always my favorite. Diego Rios. That, Diogo, Diogo, uh the person me. I photographed years ago. That division I have trouble taking seriously, Raph. Just rubber. why is that? It's just rubber. It's, it's not real. Those yeah. are real people. Your leg doesn't move that way. You know, you cannot move that fast.
1: Yeah. You don't pretzel.
0: Speaking of not real people, how happy were you for Fifi and Davies?
1: Oh, so good. So happy. She deserved it.
0: Had to get through B- the Bia Mosquita. Brianna St. Marie is not a that's a, t- that's a tough road yeah. to gold in the minus 60. I love to read this out Amy Campo versus Rafaela.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And Gabby Garcia
1: in the bronze. Yep. Oh,
0: that's a good, that's good stuff.
1: That's heroic. And she is another savage beast. Won the qualifier here in the States. Good on her. Uh, I'll be chatting with her. Looking to schedule the Ritolos plural. Diogo, Giancarlo, and Fiona Davies. So we're scheduling those for grappling hour interviews very you know, soon.
0: You know what I think I need to do for me? What's that? I think I need to break up with Keenan and really start pursuing the Ritolos. That's probably a good choice. I think it's time. You know, it was, I was pretty hurt by the last few years, and based off of the last podcast we did, I'm still harboring some feelings. I'm I'm willing to admit that. I think the I think the audience knows what I'm talking about. This is the most excited I've been about two Atos fighters in a while. They're pretty badass,
1: and they're twins. Terrified. And they're the future, honestly, dude.
0: Yeah. So all in all, unbelievable ADCC. I've now etched Gordon in and his very bleach blonde white hair. He did shave to see him it though. go
1: Gray. He shaved it. Yeah, he buzzed it down because he said everybody said he looked too old. I, as someone who's, uh,
0: I don't have to try for some of that gray shimmer anymore. It just comes mm-hmm. naturally. Yeah, I was surprised. It's like you're a young man. You're you're not young enough to want to do that though. Yeah. You're going to have plenty of time to visit the gray, gray world, my man. Yeah. Well, Raph, I hope you feel better. Thank you. And, uh, God damn, I am f- exactly 28 days. I am a Sandra Bullock, I think movie away Uh-oh. from being able to take this sling off another three months after that before I'm like strong, but three, four more weeks
1: of sling hell. I think you're going to make it. And it means you get back to training sooner than later. It does. Yeah. Tell Jibera their favorite uh, training dummy
0: is about to be back up and late for class. (laughs) That will do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I am Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night
1: and good fight.